Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. All right, Mike, here we go. It's in the scenes behind plain sight. That's Ian, and I'm Mike. And today we're talking about one of our favorite episodes. At this point, really, they're all our favorite episodes. But this one has a a special place in our hearts. It's the episode called Volleyball Dance. Volleyball Dance, where we combine volleyball and dance in an incredible volleyball dance. That's all coming up on In the Scenes Behind Plain Sight, the name of this podcast. Well, hey there, Mike. Oh, my old friend. Hey. Welcome. How are you? I'm gr- I'm great. I'm great. I couldn't... How's your week been? It's been... There were, there were ups and downs. Monday and Tuesday were great. Uh, Wednesday... Okay. Wednesday was great, too. Uh, Thursday and Friday, both fantastic. And oh. uh, then a terrific weekend. So the ups and downs, but everything was great. Um, it sounds like it doesn't sound like there were really any downs. Maybe some downtime. No, very busy. Oh. Uh, just I guess like up ups and lower ups. I had ups and lower ups. What about you? What's wrong with you? Nothing. Well, that's great. Well, let's get into the episode today. Uh, volleyball dance. It's a fun episode because the title gives away everything. Yeah. If you if you were watching, you knew where things were headed the entire episode. And I like that. I Sometimes, you know, I'll be watching something and the question of how are they going to get out of this one or who who yeah. done it, just tell me at the beginning so that I can relax and enjoy the program. It's such a satisfying feeling when you can kind of crack the code uh, before you even know there's a code, right? It's like, think about that movie Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci did it. Yeah. It's all there. It's all there in the title. In any event, it's a it's an episode that really begins to lay out what is the overarching storyline of yeah. of the second season of the show, which is the gang at Funsations building towards the big nudist competition. And we get the ball we get the ball rolling in this episode. The episode actually begins with the gang training. By rolling a ball, they're they're getting a ball rolling uh, to build up their strength. It's it's quite Sisyphusian, really. They are pushing this stone, this giant stone, but they're on a flat plane because it's Florida, yeah. so it's much easier than what Sisyphus had to deal with. And thank goodness. And you have to wonder if if Sisyphus were on a flat plane, if we'd still be talking about him, if he would have just kind of moved the stone up. And that was it. Just kept moving it along. Yeah. And eventually he got to the destination and the gods were like, huh, touche, Sisyphus. Meanwhile, Prometheus is getting his liver ripped out every day by birds. Luck of the draw. You know, let's take a quick break before we get deeper into the episode. Candace, you want to play a little something for us? Yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like, why have more than one note in a song? 
Because um, <laughs> if one can do the job. Yeah. If it's that note, I don't need to hear anything else. I'm set. It's not unlike Blaise Pascal once said, I would have written a shorter letter, but I did not have the time. Was Blaze on the show? Well, Mike, one thing that a lot of the behinders love that we do is we do check-ins. We talk about what's going on in our lives today since the show was on. What else do you have going on? Well, uh, last episode, I talked about how I'm on this uh, skin regimen of right. Coppertone and butter. Yeah. Uh, and it was, going, it was going great for a little while, but things have taken a bit of a turn. Okay. Now I have trouble. I, it's very difficult for me to go outside mm-hmm. without attracting animals. Sure. Dogs, cats, squirrels, they're drawn to me now in a way that they haven't been. Uh, they never were before. You remind me somewhat of, of Snow White, both because you, you are uh, quite pale from the treatments and you're surrounded by animals. These animals are trying, though, to eat you. There are raccoons that come out. Normally nocturnal animals, possums, are drawn to me during the day, during daylight hours when they would normally be asleep, um, just by the butter. Yeah. I, I hope I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I've never found you more mouthwatering. Well, thank you. So the, the, the ball that we start the episode with that's rolling around, yeah. I think, you know, to anybody watching, we just think it's a prop. But there, there was an actor inside of it playing the ball. Right. Um, and it was Kevin Costner. Incredible. This is, I think, the second time uh, Kevin yeah. has shown up in a yeah. movie. Kind of uncredited, unbilled. You don't see his face. Uh, the first time, of course, was as R2-D2. And I think watching this, you know, nobody out there would think there's a person in that ball. Yeah. And that just goes to that's that's acting. Right. Like you don't you yeah. don't you don't even sense the actor. You just accept it as a real. So so many questions. But the main question is why? Yeah. And I think um, you would it's edited out and credit to the crew yeah. and the sound team. You would hear Kevin Costner screaming that from inside the ball. Yeah. Um, Wait, what is, why am I in here? Yeah, why? Whose idea was this? Why hast thou forsaken me? He was, he was just screaming. Yeah. And uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I think it's time for a good shout out to yeah. everybody still on the Behinders cruise. Of course, Mike and I, the winds when we got back to shore made it difficult to get everybody off of the boat, Mike and I were lucky enough to force our way to the front and we were able to be among the first few off the boat before the winds then pushed it back out to sea with many of you yeah. behinders on board, almost as if God himself was saying, you know what, here's some yeah. more fun. Go out, right. go back out there. Luckily for, for you and I, there was plenty of room on that door uh, metaphorically speaking, as uh, we were able to get off the boat and uh, easily survive before it was pushed back out to sea on the comfort of a small speedboat that was able to ferry the two of us and most of Rhiannon uh, to shore. Let's not forget, because th- I can't forget it, uh, the vision of Candace water skiing behind the boat. In, in a last-ditch effort to, to come with us. It was water-dragging 
Uh, yeah, there weren't skis. Pretty, I mean, mostly. Those of you on the boat, we we miss you already. We had so much fun hanging out with you, getting to know you there. And we know you're going to be home soon. Send us your, if you have cruise questions, I think the only way to send them is a ship to shore message. But both Mike and I are bilingual English and Morse code. So we'll be able to uh, read those right away. This episode, it begins with the gang having a bit of a debate. They're getting they're getting excited for the nudist competition, which is just several weeks away. And that competition always ends with a big talent show. And the gang is is deciding what's going to be our talent. Half the camp says volleyball because they've proven themselves last season yeah. with volleyball superiority. Half the camp says dance. It's a bitter fight. Yeah, yeah they seem irreconcilable. Uh, they are fresh, I mean, relatively speaking, off of the volleyball victory. So it does seem almost as if that's a foregone conclusion. And this is what I love about this episode. It's Chekhov who's pushing for dance. And yeah. that's the fun thing that uh, we're learning more about him, his character, his his whole backstory is being filled out. And that's one of the things I love, too, about the Sapti brothers is what was once maybe a two-dimensional hitman character becomes yeah. really five-dimensional. Easily. Uh, in the details we're getting about him. He's a dancer. He loves to dance. Before, before he became a hitman, he was a ballerino. Even when we flash back to him murdering someone... There's a grace, a lightness that one can't turn away from. With every shot of from his gun, you can see a slight plie. We should say yeah. this debate, while to people outside of Funsations, it might seem frivolous. You know, they look at they look at this this gang and they're like, Wow, you're great at volleyball, you're great at dance. Yeah. Either one's gonna be good. Why don't you just decide? Yeah. Also they're asking, why would how do you even do a what does it mean to do a volleyball act in a competition? How would what does that even look like? What what I think we learn in this episode is that six and a half years ago, the last time the nudist competition was held, the gang chose magic as their talent, and it ended. They actually sawed a woman in half. It was devastating, and they didn't win. One of the things that I think we we kind of lose sight of this when we talk about the previous year's competitions. To be able to successfully do a magic act as a nudist mm. uh, is extraordinary. If you think about the phrase that you often hear with magic, magicians, there's nothing up my sleeve. Right. That's, that's one thing when you have a, a shirt on, a long sleeve shirt. When you're a nudist, there are mm. no sleeves. Yeah. You have to secrete all of your... Coins, cards, newspapers, the flower that shoots water. That's more clown. Fair enough. Well, should we take a quick break? Let's actually, let's take a very long break. Oh, let's do that then. Uh, sit right back and enjoy this extended break.
All right. So the gang is fighting, and you, you know, Chekhov is is leading the dance side. You are leading the volleyball side, having been the the hero of the volleyball game. You, you know, you're still kind of high on that. And what's so fun is there's this great scene where you see me on one side mm. practicing a serve motion. Oh, right, warming up the serve, and then. Not quite split screen, but over on the other side, you see Chekhov doing his own kind of spins and ballet, jetés, jumps. And that's when it hits you. The ball from the ball rolling exercise hits you in the head. Kevin Costner, I'm injured by this giant ball. But as I fall to the ground, I think, volleyball? Dance. Volleyball? Dance. Volleyball dance. Dance volleyball. We're doing volleyball dance. Dance volleyball. It's so it's such an obvious idea. You can imagine it. You can imagine movement. You can imagine balls. It's dance with balls is what it is. Well, I think now is the time. Candace is signaling me wildly that it, we need to hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you, Candace. Support for In the Scenes Behind Plain Sight comes from Blackbeard Pizza, home of the country's only fish lovers pizza. Blackbeard Pizza is proud to announce its Friday night pizza special. All during Lent, Blackbeard Pizza customers get $5 off every fish lovers pizza every Friday night, including their just announced brand new goldfish pizza with a goldfish cracker crust topped with real goldfish. Never before have the goldfish of child cracker fame and the goldfish of child pet fame met in the same cuisine. The first 10 customers every Friday night also receive a goldfish pet. Swimming in a bowl of Pepsi or diet Pepsi that you can drink. For more information on Blackbeard Pizza, visit our stores or go to blackbeardpizza.condos. I think one thing we should talk about, because I think there's been a lot of chatter about this. I've seen it on Twitter and TikTok out there. A lot of the behinders have noticed our show art recently underwent a change. I love it. You'll remember uh, in season one, it was clearly you and me in one of our classic poses, uh, two guys who know how to have fun and aren't afraid to goof around in front of each other. Radiotopia came to us and suggested the show could use a little refreshing. I think their words were complete overhaul. Yeah. And so for Candace's Christmas bonus, we gave her a seven-day free trial of Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop. And we said, you know what? Go to work. Just make this logo yeah. more attractive, more eye-catching. And she came back 10 minutes later yeah. with entirely really new time. art of the show. And what's different is now instead of seeing us, you'll just see um, our silhouettes. It really obscures our physic, the things that make us unique, that let us know it's us. Um. So it seems like the episode is over. And then off to the side, the only member of Funsations not participating is Skip. 
Yeah. Who we see off to the side as everyone celebrates and starts chanting, dance volleyball, dance volleyball. We just see Skip looking up at the sky with his, again, pixelated bikini area, drawing the eye. It is uncomfortable. It's an eerie, unsettling moment with a sense of foreboding that you don't often find in network comedy. And also, it, it does focus on a character that up to this point in the, in the run of the show, you hadn't really looked at that closely. Skip's presence is always distracting when he is on screen due to the pixelation, but we hadn't ever really spent time zoomed in, really focusing on him in the way that we do in this last moment. Yeah, you're left with a feeling after this episode. Is Skip more than just a background character? Is there Mm -hmm. something else to Skip that we should be paying attention to? And of course that answer is yes. Yeah. Because Skip, his rise is coming at the end of this season. It really, otherwise, why would we do that, right? Why would you end the episode focusing in on somebody who ultimately doesn't really have any bearing on the show? In the scenes behind Plain Sight is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, Audrey Martovich, executive producer, and Yuri Lasordo, director of network operations. If you have any questions or comments you want to send our way, you can send them to us at itsbps at itsbps.condos. You can find us on Twitter at itsbpstv. We'll see you next week, right here on In the Scenes Behind Plain Sight.